0: Hey folks, welcome to the ATC Podcast, hosted by Rick Kessler and Joe Mell. Join us every week as we talk about camping and enjoying the great outdoors. The ATC Podcast is a part of the At The Campsite network of podcasts and videos. This episode is proudly sponsored by Alliance RV and a production of atthecampsite.com. again everyone and welcome to another episode of At the Campsite, the weekly program that's all about camping and RVing and enjoying the great outdoors sponsored by Alliance RV. I'm your host Rick Kessler. My co-host Joe Mel might be joining us but he's on assignment right now and joining us this afternoon is Mike and Jen Wendland. Mike and Jen of course need no introduction but we will anyways. They're from RV Lifestyle. Mike and Jen it's a pleasure to have you on the program.
1: It's great to be with you, Rick. It's great to be with you.
0: Well, let's start with uh, maybe a quick overview of RV Lifestyle. I mean, I've listened to you guys for years now, but for those who might not have uh, had that luxury, tell us about RV Lifestyle. Well, we are a um, podcast, a
1: YouTube channel, a blog, and we write RV travel guidebooks and um And we just have a good time out there living the (laughs) RV lifestyle. We've been doing this. This is our 12th year now as we've traveled the country. And uh, we camped when our kids were all growing up.
2: Yeah. When we uh, first started out, it seems rather peculiar. But we had a 13-foot trailer that we pulled. And then the kids got big and more kids. And then we went to a Coleman pop-up. Yep. The kids grew up and left, and then we got a tent.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a tent.
2: <laughs> and then we got a small motorhome.
1: And uh, and we've gone through Class Bs, Class Cs, and we're now uh, in both a Class C and in a fifth wheel. So we can't uh, make up our mind. We like them both. <laughs> There's a use for them both. So, right. so we
0: travel in a little motorhome, and we travel in our fifth wheel. Well, let's not forget the third member of the team. That's Bo. Um is Bo still in there.
2: Bo's right behind us.
0: Uh, I got I don't
1: know if I have a camera that'll pick him up, but let's see if he, Bo shows up. No, he, no
2: right behind Mike. No,
1: he's down there on the floor somewhere back there. behind us there, but he doesn't show. He doesn't go far. I'm surprised he hasn't jumped up and put his <laughs> paws on the table because Bo's a big ham. <laughs> he likes to get if the camera's rolling. He's, he's in, in the this, shot. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how the dog does it, but I don't
0: he know. Does. He does. Yeah. Yeah. He does. <laughs> what kind of dog is Bo again?
2: He's a Norwegian elk hound. And, and you, don't, you don't see a lot of them. A lot of people think he's a quiche hound, but he's a Norwegian elk hound. And in Norway, a couple of uh, these dogs, they take down a moose. They're,
1: they're hunters. They're actually, they're, it's, it's technically they're an elk, elg E-L-G, hound, elk Wow. And in America, we call them elk-hound, elk hound, but elg really means moose. <laughs> so
0: they're, in elk in Norway, they're known as moose dogs. Well, since you guys were just up close to the upper peninsula, uh not a bad idea to have an elk hound with you. <laughs> yeah, but he's more interested in squirrels and cats. And bunnies. <laughs> squirrels, bunnies, cats. That's it.
1: That yep. sort of thing. Yeah.
0: Well, let's let's talk about um your most recent trip, and that was your, your rally that you had up in uh um the Mackinac, Mackinac City area of Michigan, which is for those who don't know, that is Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful country. Yep. The tip of the lower peninsula. Um, pre- <laughs> Mackinac Mill Creek Campground. The peninsula. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Mackinac Mill Creek Campground. I've also stayed at that campground. Great, great location to uh, a base camp to really enjoy a heck of a lot of Mackinac Island and St. Ignace and Taquamenon Falls if you want. That's what we did. And uh, it was a great time. We had about 50 people
1: from all over the country in every different type of RV. And we were up there for the better part of a week and had perfect weather. And now we're all excited. We're planning our fall gathering, which is going to be in Nashville, the Grand Ole Opry this year. So that's going to be fun. When is that? In October.
2: October 2nd to the 5th. And it's sold out.
1: It sold out in like four days. (laughs) It's really, we keep all of our gatherings to about 50 people. And we have learned over the years that if you go bigger than that, it's, it's really hard for us to connect with everybody. And, and we, we're there to connect personally with everybody that's there. And, and over 50 people, it's just too, it's too big. So they're, they're kind of intimate little gatherings. But uh, we, you should have seen us trying
0: to herd them all around the island riding bikes around <laughs> yeah. the island. But they did it. We had a good time. Did you? I, I hope you, you showed them some of the fudge and maybe even got a sample or two. Yeah, we didn't even have to show them the fudge. But <laughs> I showed them some of our favorite spots in
1: Mackinac where you can get fried pickles halfway around the island there at British Landing. That's
0: fried pickle break. That's <laughs> right. That's right. That's uh, um, I uh, usually we get ice cream though, not the fried pickles. Yeah. <laughs> well, we had both actually, pickles and ice cream. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we're on vacation. <laughs> so, yeah. Absolutely. Um, you, you mentioned Nashville, which segues into another topic I wanted to talk to you guys about. You have property not that far from there. Uh, you also have property in Southwest Michigan. Um, this trend of RVers purchasing RV lots, uh, it's really kind of taken off, has it not? It really has.
2: I think what caused it to really bloom is COVID. When people were just used to going wherever they wanted to go and not having any problems finding a spot. And then like, oh dear, where do we go? And then just the popularity when COVID hit and everybody decided they wanted to go camping because they needed to get out and away. It just uh, caused people to want a spot that they know they could get into. And then that blossoms into trading your spot with some other people that have property. And it just opened a new door.
1: We've been tracking this for two or three years now. And uh, there are, it's hard for developers to find unencumbered, um, unrestricted land where you can live in an RV if you want, or you can build a place. And so there's, there's not a lot of places around the country, particularly East of the Mississippi that you can do that. But Tennessee. Uh, there's a couple in Florida. There's some uh, uh, in Georgia, Arkansas. Let's see, where else do we have uh, Alabama. Arizona. Uh, yeah. Arizona, of course, has got a bunch. Uh, New Mexico, Texas is starting. It, I think it's going to continue to be a trend. Um, the community that we, it's turned into a real community, this uh, property we have in Tennessee. It's very rural. I mean, really rural. I think it's the the developer had 5,300 acres Mm. and they, they just sold it all out. Everyone, all the parcels are sold. People all over the world. And um, most of them are almost all RVers. They're camping on it. They build two or three sites for themselves, their family, their friends. Uh, Others are starting to build barn dominiums on it Mm. where they can stay longer. Um, it it's, it's really been a, a lot of fun for us and we said, well, we'll use it, you know, occasionally, but it's just a really nice uh, way to, you know, there's a whole community now of RVers there. So when you're there, everybody just goes to somebody else's place one night for a campground or a campfire and then over to another. And they, if you want to clear some trees, somebody will help you. And it's, uh, we have found more, met more friends and had more
0: fun there. That was, that's been a big surprise. Well, I like the way you guys developed your property there, where you've got uh, um, maybe describe it for us. But you brought in you brought in gravel, you you put in some sewer, um, and but you set it up for like buddy sites, and that's that's pretty cool.
2: Yeah, we started out with the plan to have one site, and then Mike said, "Wouldn't it be fun to be able to accommodate others?" So we ended up three sites, and they're
1: all full hookups. Yes, full hookups,
2: and we put in a septic field so that. You could build a three-bedroom house in case, you know, somebody we want to build or somebody else does some time down the road. So we have water and electric, and uh, it's good.
1: And what's so neat is uh, we have fiber optic cable right at the, yeah. the, the road that it letters in. So it's a great place for me to work. And we, you know, it was, well, it's going to be so hot down there. But we spent much of August last year <laughs> down there, and it was, you know, the Arizona on in the RV. And we have 50-amp service in the RV, so we had no problem with air. And it was just so peaceful and quiet that uh, we really, uh, really liked it. And it's like one of our favorite places to camp now.
2: You know, it's all what you're looking for. I like the peace and quiet. I like the evergreens, the pines that surround us. I like the sound of the wind and the trees.
1: However, then there's the issue of you working out. Jennifer's a gym rat. (laughs) I like to go to the
2: gym. And there's the little town of uh, Linden, just Around the corner, so uh, I can go there and exercise.
1: Yeah, that's been our biggest challenge, right? is finding places for her to work out on the road. She hikes and she exercises, you know. And I said, "Isn't that enough? Can't we just go climb a mountain or something?" Nope, she's got to go to a gym. So we, every three days, I got to find her a gym someplace <laughs> if, if we don't have one,
0: uh, you know, right next door. Are you doing uh, much of the same thing with your property in Michigan? Well, in Michigan, it's a little different. Um, Michigan, we
1: found, we've looked for, oh my gosh, couple years. years and couldn't find what we wanted. And we finally found 10 acres in Michigan. Uh, and we like it for a couple of reasons. One, it's only about 40 minutes from Elkhart, you know, the RV capital of the world. So we can get down there and do reviews and and stay in touch with the industry. The best thing, though, is that it's literally across the cornfield from our son and our two of our grandkids. It had a house on it. And so the first thing we did was we put in electric hookups for the RVs. Uh, And as I speak to you now, there's a crew out there laying a 40 by 20 foot concrete pad for our fifth wheel. (laughs) So which we will which we'll keep there. And we'll also use that as a set for doing reviews, product reviews and and things. But it's right around the corner from our son. And uh, we ended up remodeling the house. And uh, we've moved into the house, and we built our studio there for doing a lot of our videos and our live streams and stuff. Um, And uh, we've got uh, two spots out there for RVs to park. So uh, it's the same thing. We have a little lake here, and it's all surrounded by woods, and it's very rural, and we've got the best of both worlds. And then we still, you know, camp and travel all over the country as well. But
2: we were looking... For something closer to Elkhart, we didn't because we were the other side, the state of Michigan. It's a bit of a hike.
1: And so, it's just just like ideal. when I was a journalist uh, in my previous life, you know, uh, Lansing when I was in Michigan, and then um, Washington was that's where you had to go for the the government stories, and that was ahead of the industries or the, the you know the government. So now that we do RV stuff, Elkhart is you know like like Washington DC is to the, you know to the government. It is to the RV industry. So you know, we can get down there and go down for a day or even half a day. And, and uh, we love to do factory tours and product reviews. And so uh, it's, it's just a natural to be so close to it.
0: Well, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, I'd like to talk with Mike and Jen a little bit about their experiences over the last 12 years of RV lifestyle. We'll be right back. Before we even built our first RV, we took six months just to listen to the consumer. And those key features that we launched in our first brand paradigm have kind of carried forward through to the Valor product and also to the new Avenue product. The mission statement of do the right thing is our guiding principle. That's why Cole and I chose the name Alliance. We want to be in an alliance with our customer base, with our supplier base, with our community, and really most importantly with our team members, standing behind a great RV with excellent customer service. When we deliver a product to our dealers and to our end consumers, we deem them as allies forever. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Rick Kessler. And joining me, Mike and Jen Wendland from RV Lifestyle. And Mike and Jen, um, I know it's a cliche now, but you guys are the OG. You're the you're the old guard. We <laughs> used to be that we're both babies,
1: the babies of the family. So it's really hard for us to admit that we're the grandma and grandpas now for the <laughs> RV industry. Good grief. I still act like I'm 12. <laughs> yeah.
0: Take us take us back to uh, uh, what led you to become RVers, and then eventually starting up a RV lifestyle.
1: Well, I was a journalist for most of my career, all my career really, forty years as a as a mostly an investigative journalist. I traveled all over the world, um, and I you know I ended up. Um, Basically, I worked for newspapers and NBC and uh, uh, Detroit television stations. And when we left that business, we we just wanted to, you know, take a breath, uh, take a breather. And uh, journalism was changing. The Internet had changed so much. They were cutting back on travel. They were cutting back on staff. They were cutting back on quality coverage. And so I left pretty burned out. And... I bought an RV with the idea of going to many of the places that I went as a reporter, but being able to actually see them. You know, the fact is, in most journalism cases, you parachute in. You do, you, you know, you, you go to a city, you spend twenty minutes setting up and doing a stand up, and sometimes that's it, and you just leave, and somebody else puts <laughs> all the video behind it. And so we took off. We bought a little RV, and, a used one, a used one, and and we started. Your first trip, we wanted to go to where you, you know, your favorite place.
2: Right. As a child, I I loved the idea of traveling this country. And the poor mail person, I have all these brochures coming from out west and everywhere because I wanted to see everything. And Yellowstone was top of my list. So our very first trip, we had to go to Yellowstone and all over the place. We had a good time.
1: And Jennifer worked as a producer for a lot of the television. We traveled all over the world together, Mm -hmm. you know, doing journalism. And that was fun. But we just wanted to see this country. And so we bought that RV. We took off with um, Bo's predecessor, and the dog, and fell in love with it. It started a blog. And uh, just because I'm because a writer. I like to, to write.
2: It's in his DNA.
1: I have to. <laughs> I don't actually enjoy RVing unless I'm. I have a camera to capture it and then to share it with somebody. So, I started the blog, and then some of my friends in the media picked it up. It got attention, and pretty soon people were calling me up and they wanted to sponsor it. I said, "What do you mean sponsor it? I'm just, <laughs> you know." And um, that was 12 years ago, and now it's turned into a business, really, for us. You know, with uh, we have several people on staff who help us and. Um, we are on the road half to three quarters of the time and uh, just thoroughly enjoying it. I, I wish I had done this for 40
0: years instead of being a journalist.
2: Oh, that would have been so much fun.
0: Yeah. Well, if you don't mind me saying, one of the one of the things that I like about your program that shines through is both of you having been uh, journalists in your, like you say, your past life, uh, You you carry that quality and professionalism through to what you do now it's It's not just simply we went to this place and we had fun, and here's the restaurants we went to it's here's some topics that really we ought to dive into because it's going to help you enjoy the r v lifestyle even more
1: well i really appreciate hearing that Rick because sometimes we really wonder <laughs> we look when we started we were the only there was one other couple and they were older too that we were doing this. And then the winds came around, you know, I remember gone with the winds and they had an oh RV God. and they went into boating, but then all these younger people came in. I mean, there must be 200 so-called influencers out there now. And, you know, all of, so many of their videos are the same that, you know, they're drinking beer. Um,
2: Long neck
1: The girls running around scantily <laughs> clothes. I've been trying to get Jennifer. You know, come on, journalist. Let's, let's you know, we do wear a bikini or something. You know, come on. It's a competition. you what I
2: have to live with. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you know, we've watched a couple. Here's one guy, and all he does is make coffee. I mean, okay, um, I like coffee, but and they but seem to like have that. you know people like it. You know, that's it's great. But so we never quite figured out that part about being quote personalities. And, uh, and I, and I suppose if we were, we would probably have a bigger following, (laughs) (laughs) but, and we're older, you know, that's obvious, you know, and, uh, but we, you know, there's room for everybody out there and that's, that's the thing that we've learned and we've made friends with a lot of the, a lot of the younger people and some of them are doing really great work, but our style is kind of, we just travel. And if we see something we like, we report about it, or something that we're interested in or something we think is important from you know, there's some yeah. big issues out there, and uh, it's been really, it's been really an adventure. But I still keep trying to get it addressed. You know. Well,
2: I think <laughs> this building relationships.
1: We're getting into I, trouble, I mean, Mike. The
2: person <laughs> yeah. drinking coffee or whatever they're doing, having whatever
1: they're building relationships. They're yeah. building
2: relationships, and I think that's the same as an anchor on TV to build that relationship. All the money they spend on an anchor. So that people feel that they really know that person,
1: yeah, and that and 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 that's many of them have just figured that out by themselves, and so we've we probably are more journalistic in what we cover, um and and being, and being more personality has been something that we have to work at because we don't think we're that interesting.
2: <laughs> I think that what you don't stop to think about most people don't even know their neighbor, so they don't have that sense of community.
1: And, and I think that's what YouTube and, and blogs and podcasts do. It brings us in the RV, you know, by nature, the RV lifestyle is a sense of community. You know, you. I think that's exactly what why uh, there's so much interest in this and why the industry has gone because... We lack that in American culture, that sense of community, of, and of being I, together.
2: If I can also say, I also think they like it when you're not perfect. And you make these mistakes and they can go, you know, yeah. because they've done it. Or we can say, okay, we'll show you how we really messed up this time so that you guys don't have to do this. And then we'll say, oh, I did
1: that. You oh, know? If that if, happened to us you know. just recently at the Tampa show. And this is one of our more popular videos. And it was my fault. So as penance for <laughs> making a stupid report I had to actually explain that I made two big mistakes here the first was I didn't listen to my wife who said do you want me to go spot you when you back up and I got you this done. you know and uh, <laughs> and then um, the second one was uh, I didn't bother to learn how a, a sliding fifth wheel hitch works I thought it's a sliding fifth wheel hitch. It'll just slide. I didn't realize you had to actually turn the switch. The result was, as I was turned too sharp, and the fifth wheel broke out my rear window on our truck. But I did a video, and I admitted all that, and uh, I felt like an absolute idiot because you know you that happens when you in a campground, you know, and you back up. Everybody's watching you. Oh yeah, and they all are standing with a couple of beers and they're, hey, look at this guy <laughs> on the back of the- so this one, I entertained them all because, bam, it smashed. And I felt like, oh, I can't hang my head in the campground. I can't hang it up. I got to <laughs> hang my head low. And um, I did the video and I admitted it all. And more people said, hey, you know, same thing happened to me. Or thanks for showing us that. So I won't make that mistake. and But you I, know, education costs money. That was about $1,500 of education right there for that new. Uh, and that and new I, I feel bad video. for
0: you because I know what a chore it was to find a truck let alone break a window in it <laughs> oh, it was horrible but you know we were in at the it
1: was actually at the tampa rv show where this happened and uh there were two truck uh two t- two glass companies that were exhibitors at the show and I thought this is great i'll go ask them and they're oh no we're too busy we can't do that <laughs> and i finally got somebody who came down from orlando and anyway it all it all fixed up and and then we had one the other night. We were camping here on our Michigan property, or not? The other night was in the winter, and uh, the um, <laughs> I have made a lot of stupid mistakes. <laughs> I feel like this is a therapy session. <laughs> About three in the morning, Jennifer says, "Mike, it's really cold in here. Would you turn up the heat?" And I went and I looked, and I, said, I got the heat up as high as it'll go, and I said, oh, I'm out of I'm out of propane. So we had to match out march out of there. And go into this house that's on the property that is was just a that was a mess a mess dust and dirt everywhere zone. but at least it had a it, it had heat in that house well I got out to the house to the RV the next morning and I found out that all I had to do was turn on the second propane tank <laughs> which was full uh, I thought and can
2: you believe he's still alive <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my gosh it was like it was like five below zero, you know. It I was mean, really cold. Like, oh. it, it
2: was cold. It was snowing. There were deer running through the yard. Bo wanted to chase the deer. And then we came. <laughs> all I had to do was turn
1: on the, the automatic <laughs> changeover switch. And we put a it.
2: mattress topper that we slept on the floor amidst all this dust. And Bo was terrified because the house was making strange noises. <laughs> you, you know.
1: But, you know, we all make mistakes. Well, most of us, <laughs> some of us don't, you know, and, and <laughs> but we all make mistakes. And I think that, um, it's not a perfect lifestyle because, you know, it's very challenging at times. and, you know, um, we've seen that. I think most full timers kind of, it's, it, they kind of burn out and, and stop full time. And after two, three, four years at the most, and yeah. because of decision fatigue, you know, you're always in a strange place. You don't know where you're going to go. Uh it's still a wonderful lifestyle, but uh telling the reality of it I think is a big part of and what you guys And You do. don't
2: even need to make mistakes. Things can just break. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, How yeah. do you handle it when this happens and that happens?
1: We were coming home from Elkhart the other night. I got six miles out of there and I was towing the fifth wheel and I got a flat tire. Picked up a nail in the parking lot of the of the uh of the R V manufacturer's factory we were visiting. I fixed, we got that fixed, mm-hmm. got five miles down the road and suddenly the trailer brakes failed.
2: And I knew something was wrong. And you say, oh, everything's just fine. And I'm like, this, everything is yeah. not fine. This, yeah. this,
1: this
2: braking, this, this is not
1: normal. I just tried to change the Should I the get subject. out and walk? <laughs> <laughs> Made it home. And then I went in and then, then this one of the slides didn't work. So I, all that happened through no error on our fault, but, but you know, it's how you handle those things,
0: and uh, but you have to expect them. You really yes. do. It's it's kind of like uh, this is going to be a bad analogy, but it's kind of like my golf game, where I'll have one good shot out of the all the whole day, and that's enough to get me to come out and golf again the next time. It, I think it's a. I think
1: overall, every trip is more fun than it's not. We got robbed one time on Route sixty six. Oh my goodness! I had. Just, we were just starting off, and I was buying equipment. And you know, all the cameras and the lights and oh. everything cost a fortune. Um, and I had—I just bought a brand-new $4,000 still camera, and I had new video cameras. We had two computers. We stopped for dinner on the Illinois side of, of St. Louis, of the Mississippi, mm-hmm. because we didn't want to go into St. Louis. There was a lot of unrest at the time.
2: And, but the worst part about that camera was that it had a whole bunch of pictures on it. That we oh, yeah.
1: Taken. We had been we, we were doing do a twice. video on, Sorry, I route, on route 66, and I had tons of really yeah. great pictures I thought I had taken. But we went in to eat for 35 minutes, and then we came out, and somebody had gone in. Two people had gone in. Uh, our dog was in the RV. Didn't bark. In fact, I had a video camera that got a picture of one what of the guys that? who broke in. He was casing it right in front. Camera faced the front, but the audio went as they came in. The thing I have all its audio of them robbing us, and these guys are talking. You know, hey, what are you going to do tonight when we get home? Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, oh my hey, god Look, there's a dog here, a nice dog. What a nice dog! So they were nice to our dog, and then, um, oh, hey, there's a second computer. Look here, <laughs> these guys just like okay.
2: What was so bad was they knocked before they came in,
1: and the dog didn't bark. I,
2: our dog, we got um he. They bought him to be a show dog. And some of them trained him not to bark.
1: Yeah, so he He up.
2: didn't bark. You, you could walk in your yeah. house, knock on the door.
1: But, you know, um, that was like 10000 bucks worth of credit oh. they ended up taking. And the cops came. They looked at the dog, by the way. And the guy said, you didn't do your job. And our dog was, <laughs> you know. But that was pretty depressing. Sure. And then a week later, we've we slow. I had to replace some of that stuff. And we decided to go on with the trip. And then a week later, you got sick and she ended up in a hospital with uh, bacterial pneumonia Oof. Um, in Red, Red Lodge, Minnesota, Montana. Er, Montana, a little tiny hospital. T-
2: yeah, 10 bed.
1: And uh, I w- we, had, we were leading a group out there. We had 50 people out there and we were hosting that gathering. And, you know, all that happened in one trip. And it was still one of the best trips that we ever did. We had such a great time. So I think, you know people just have to understand there will be setbacks because you're much more vulnerable, yeah. you know, when you're traveling and moving around and uh, it's how you handle that, which, which counts. And we yeah. cried a little bit, but that was it.
2: I think it's called life.
1: <laughs> life, you know,
2: whether you live in your house or if you're on the road now on the road in your RV where an earthquake happens every time you get behind the wheel, you are know, on those bumpy roads and everything's getting shaken up. But, few extra things happen, but it's just called life.
1: I am amazed. You know, there's so many people who complain. We get complaints all the time. You know, the quality of RV manufacturing is so terrible. I'm amazed that they do as well as they do because, you know, our roads are, are what are terrible around this country. And that these things can actually go on these roads and take that bouncing and bumps for, you
0: know, five, six, seven mm-hmm. hours at a time and not fall apart. That's pretty amazing <laughs> to me. So, well, I um we could talk forever and I, and I, I would enjoy that, but let's save some of these topics for the next time we have you on. I do have one last question. Uh, I live in Michigan too. Um, You guys have been around um, the nation much more than I have with the RV. Does Michigan, in fact, do we have the worst roads in America? Pretty close, (laughs) pretty (laughs) close. Um, Anything from really uh,
1: the center part of the mid south is in terrible condition. Our major routes, I seventy five, I ninety four east to west, yeah. um, um, I sixty nine coming into Michigan, um, uh, M- or M thirty one going up the 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 shoreline, the the lake the Lake Michigan shoreline. Those are all in pretty bad shape, and they keep working. You know, there's, they're always working every year, and I never see anything really get any better. Uh, I think it's because of the auto industry and so so all these heavy trucks. Uh, It's pretty bad out east. There's stretches of um, uh, near Baton Rouge, Louisiana is one of the worst sections I've ever seen. I-65 south of Louisville is atrocious. Um, But in general, Michigan wins on the bad roads (laughs) just about every place we go. (laughs)
2: You, know, you just hate it when people cross the line Into Michigan and they say whoa what happened to the roads <laughs>
1: You know the upper peninsula of Michigan We winter camp yep. And you would think that their roads would be the worst Because it's so rural Their roads are great They're, They get snow, a foot of snow and the next day Everybody's on them They know how to take care of it They can't figure that out in the southern part of the state So, uh, But again that's part of the adventure too
0: You know, <laughs> <laughs> Avoid big cities And try and stay off interstates well let's uh, let's finish with this and I'm a uh, you know I want people to make sure that they can find you guys but I'm assuming you're just going to have them go to the website. You know that all of our stuff is
1: available through it's just rvlifestyle.com. So simple. rvlifestyle.com.
0: Mike and Jen, thank you so much. Thank you Rick, this is always fun with you. <laughs>